Yo, what's up, you guys? This is Polly Shore, and welcome to the Polly Shore Podcast Show. Um, I hope you guys are having a, a great one. I know I am. I'm excited about, first of all, we're in Silver Lake. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Silver Lake. Uh, it's the hipster community. We're at a bar, Stella, over here, and I'm excited to, to interview the, the biggest hipster in the world who actually lives on the east side, Los Feliz area. Good dude, very funny guy, super... Killing it right now, super killing it. I'm saying killing it like that's the cool thing to say now. Bro, he's killing it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guest uh, today on the podcast show, Mr. Nick Kroll. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, give him a round of applause, Nick Kroll. Yeah, Nick Kroll. Anyways, um, a lot of people uh, are, are familiar with Nick Kroll from The Kroll Show on Comedy Central, also The League on FX, um, very cool dude. He's been working the comedy store a lot lately, um, getting on stage there besides the UBC, UCB, BCU, ABC thing. Um, so um, uh, he's cool. Uh, he was, I don't know, he's, he's a cool dude. He's from, uh, he's from the East Coast. I know he went to school at Georgetown University. Um, he worked on the Chappelle Show, uh, Human Giant as well. Um, he's got some cool voices. He's always doing characters, which is kind of cool. You never really get to sit down and see the actual Nick Kroll, except for today on the Polly Short Podcast Show. So sit back and enjoy Mr. Nick Kroll, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, Mr. Nick Kroll, Nick Kroll. You were at the store last night. We didn't see you. I, I was not there at the store last night. I think I'm going to call when I get out of here about seeing if I can go by tonight. My mom asked me, she says, where, where is he? He's <laughs> where is he? He's supposed to be here. He committed. <laughs> right? Um, I hope I didn't commit last night. I'm now freaking out, being like, shit, did I call in my avail and not show up? I hope I didn't. No. Okay, good. No, it was Jed Apatow. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we he get was, confused for each other all the time. He was there last night. Nice. He's so Jewish. Oh, my God. I know. Holy fuck. I know. He shows, dude, he literally shows up with, like, like, a, like, is it, uh, I don't know, just, like, papers and shit and, like, scribbles and, you know what I mean? Like an yeah. old Jewish comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? Old, yeah, like a beautiful Jewish mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's fun seeing him. I was there... Last week, I went on, he went on, and then Martin Lawrence got, came on. It's been so fun. Everybody's coming through. It's, the shows have been so fun there. Right. So thanks for sitting down with me. Thanks for having me. This is cool. Um, this is a big show. Can you see all the different things? Yeah, there's so many. There's beautiful sconces and wonderful pillows that are all big fans of ours. It's exciting so, to be here. So I saw you actually sitting in that exact seat. Yes. That was, what, about four or five months ago or so? You were uh, set, right? Yeah, I feel like I've, I've, seen, I've seen you here once at least, maybe one or two other times. But, yeah, this is the spot. Sometimes there are certain places where you're like, was that two weeks ago or was that four months ago? I feel like that a lot with my life. Right. So we're at Bar Stella in Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. We're on the east side. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you live in this area? You live in Los Feliz? Uh, yeah, or? I live on the east side, indeed. Yeah. Now, you, I was listening to your act the other night. You're new to the east side-ish. Yeah, long? about a month. No, wait, like a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you like it? Um, I like it. Yeah. It's cool, you yeah. know? I mean, the good part is you can dress like I'm dressed right now, and it's stylish. Yes. But if you dress like this in West Hollywood, people look, you know, like, 
You know what I mean? I mean, like, I think you're dressed beautifully right now, Paulie. What do I want? You're wearing a... But just for the podcast <laughs> listeners out there, you're wearing a printed tank. Could be from, like, uh, it could be from, like, the, the like, uh, maybe from Urban Outfitters in the ladies' section. Looking good. You got a sweet bandana on, a little white bandana. And what looks to be, like, a, a sweat short. Is that a sweat short? They're a sweat, sweat, short, sweat, sweat, Sweat shorts, yeah. Sweat shorts. Looking, yeah. you're looking stylish. You're looking comfortable. Mm. You're and you are looking to me properly east side right now. Yeah, I got this tank top actually in Thailand. Really? Yeah. Have you been to Thailand? No. Holy shit. Yeah, I'd like to go. Yeah. It's, no, it's dope. So, so, so we're in Silver Lake right now. You live on the east side. You're Nick Kroll. I am. That's crazy. These are all true. These are all true facts. What do you think about that? Uh, being Nick Kroll. The whole thing that I just, the three things. Okay, well, being on the east side I love because I live on the east side and the, the only, the most annoying thing about doing someone's podcast is when they're like, come do my podcast, you're like, great. And it's like, all right, I live in like Manhattan Beach. And mm. you're like, come on, dude. Like, I got to drive an hour and 15 minutes to do your podcast. Uh, this is, uh, so one, being on the east side, I think that's fucking dope. This is like a, less than 10 minutes from my home perfection two uh being here what was the second one was it being at barstella was it being here with you no uh being being was it what was it uh i don't know okay i'll go straight to three being nick kroll yeah uh what an smiled all of a sudden sure good to be nick kroll right now well it's an it's i mean look at this thing my assistant printed out all this shit look at this stuff these are like talking points that i won't get to you can talk about them yeah that's fine um, a lot of stuff. Your um, stock is high right now. It, well, that's very that's nice of you to say in here. Um, My stock is super low. I don't believe, and I don't. <laughs> that's not nice to say in here, and I don't believe that. I mean, I was psyched to come to your podcast. Uh, I was psyched. To, I I was psyched when I remember you asked me. You, I think you were the first person to ask me to do the store. You, that you're the reason that I got to the store, which was a very like intimidating thing for me because it's like it's such a storied place. Um, and I was like, I don't know if, and like, and then you emailed me. I think you had done the Ed Hardy Boys too with with uh, me and John Daly and Christian Audiger, R.I.P. Um, and then how long ago was that? We that's did that. now that was probably like five, five years, five years yeah, ago, yeah, five years ago or something like that. Yeah, that was super fun. Yeah, it was me, you, Daly, Amorosa, Ian Ziering, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Christian Audiger, who has who has since passed on. But we were at the Ed Hardy, we were in the Ed Hardy like compound, yeah, like which yeah. I think was right at the zenith of that. His stock was high at that point, yeah, literally and figuratively. Ed Hardy was super super high. That yeah, stock. yeah. I don't think yeah. it, it did not continue along that trajectory. No. Um, <laughs> So, uh, being Nick Kroll, um, so, so, but just back, so I asked you to do the comedy store. Yes, thank you. So, yeah, because let's back it up. The comedy store, you are not a comedy store comic per se, like meaning you didn't develop there like Bobby Lee or one of these guys. Or Steve Ranazizi, who was my co-star in the league, was like, that was his like doorman, performer, hometown boy. Mm -hmm. And so when I started performing there, I think you had, you had, we'd done that together. And then I think Steve doing the league, I think helped me at the store because it was like one of their, one of the homegrown boys done good, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I felt very welcome when I got there because 
I think people were rooting for the show because of Steve and and you know and, and everything else. So, and I remember getting there and being really intimidated. And um, the first show I ever did there was uh, a synagogue benefit in the main room uh, for an Orthodox synagogue, and Jeff Garland went before me, and I was like, <laughs> it was the combination of being like in the main room, which is sort of scary to me. Like it, first couple times up there, it's like it's a it's a storied again, it's storied place, and just like. You feel that, you know, when the first time you go perform in a new space, you're just like, where am I? How is this? You know, and then um, and then and then Jeff Garland just getting on stage and couldn't give a fuck mm. about what this Orthodox Jewish synagogue audience thought of him. And then I got and it, it ended up being fine. But and then I started coming and doing the OR and it's uh, it's such a great place to, you know, to to work on material it's like it is literally like going to the gym you know like mm. it is it feels yeah. like that and i i can when i'm there regularly i can just see myself getting better and better and it's mm. and it's a fun it's a, it does feel like a communal place like you see the comics before you after you everybody says hi you you know you get to sit down and watch a few people sometimes like martin fucking lawrence shows up and does a half hour and it's so fun to watch a guy like that getting going again and like uh so yeah i, I so i think that so I started, you know, that was that was that was a feels like a cool career thing to be like, God, yeah. like I'm doing all right, like I'm performing at the comedy store. Yeah, is your name on the wall? Yeah, my okay. name's in a little section with like Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero, Chelsea Peretti, which it's is like the hipster area. Yeah, yeah, it's like the east side, the east side finally. But I do think it's an example of like what has happened with stand up, which is like club people and alt people both not necessarily doing the same not at all but like that those worlds have i think the those worlds have the lines have blurred mm. so that alt people are comfortable but again it's like we're not alt like we're i mean we're all just doing fucking stand up yeah. you know let me yeah let me um speaking of alt and speaking of uh, is it is it UCB upright citizens brigade is that like mm -hmm. your home yeah okay, that's so, that's where i started so, doing yeah so <clears throat> because when i think of you and I think when most people think of you, I mean, you're just talking right now as you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you are like, you're known a lot for these different elaborate characters. Yeah. Like the Nick Kroll show and yeah. all these different, like, so, so is it weird for you to just talk about, like, your personal life and just talk about you because you're so used to, like, playing different roles, like Saturday Night Live kind of. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Is it, um, like if I started asking about your personal life, would that be kind of like weird for you? Yeah. Because you seem like the kind of guy that doesn't want to talk about your personal life. Absolutely. Right. Um, so tell us about your personal life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you about Bobby Bottle Service's personal okay. life. No, uh, your characters versus you. I think it's a, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a good point, which is I think it's the difference between, um, yeah, doing characters. There's a couple things. One you know, there are certain people who are unbelievably revelatory about themselves and their behavior, or they're happy to create a version of themselves. Um, and, and, and then there are other people who are like, want to play a character, not necessarily reveal who they are. And there are times where I feel genuinely caught in the middle because I'm like, I love doing the characters, but I also almost the entire time that I was, I've been doing sketch and in, in improv, I've also been doing stand up. A lot of my stand-up has like act outs of characters in them, but also I'm I'm comfortable being myself um, versus like someone on SNL who's like, oh, I could never imagine doing stand-up, you know. And there are certain stand-ups like I could never imagine doing, 
you know, a, a character. And I feel like I am caught a little bit in between at times. Um, but I think also there are plenty of stand-ups who have a character that they, like, I mean, shit, I've watched you before, and it's like, you know, especially, I think, back in the day, you have a persona that was the character of Pauly Shore, you know? And I think, like, you can you you can talk about yourself, but in a way you're talking about this character that is, you know, the, the one that you present to the public. Um, and I think, so I, I think it's like everybody sort of figures out their way in and out, like, but like, I was like, for instance, like, would you ever do? And I'm sure the answer is yes. But if like Quentin Tarantino called you up and said, "Yo, I want you to do like four scenes, not playing a character, but playing like a version of yourself, sure. where it's like stripped down, yeah, and it's like this drug dealer, sure, and it's not like this kind of over the top type." I mean, do you think about developing something Ye dramatic and something yeah. so against type? You know, for because sure, because you drive down Sunset and you see your big billboard, your Comedy Central, but and you got all your goofy characters, yeah. and you're like. But oh yeah, no, I think I. I mean, for sure. Sandler did. Since Sandler did that one movie, what was it? Uh, there's it, funny it people. Punk, there's punk punch drunk love, yeah, and yeah. yeah, no, I I definitely want to and and have started to do that. Like I did a movie earlier this year called Adult Beginners that I conceived of the idea, produced and starred in. It's me and Rose Byrne and Bobby Cannavale, and it's like a straight ahead dramedy. Like it's a comedy, but there's real dramatic elements. I'm playing a much more grounded character than I would on on Kroll show or or the league where it's not a big crazy character but it's not an emotionally driven guy like the character Ruxin that I play so um but I think um so no I definitely I mean shit if Quentin Tarantino called me and was like will you play a shoe shine extra yeah I'd be like sure yeah. um <clears throat> no but that's definitely a goal like in a perfect world I get to do all of it I get to do, go do Stand up, I get to go do some fun, big, crazy character stuff, either in a sketch or in a, you know, or in a movie or have fun on a TV show. Also get to do, you know, drama or dramedy stuff on, um, you know, in TV and in film, you know, like in a, in a perfect world, I get my, I get to put my dirty little Jew fingers on everything. That's the I goal. I like that dirty little Jew fingers. <laughs> yeah. That's good. What so, about you? Um... I think, of course. I mean, I think, you know, everyone wants to do something that they're not known for. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. but it's got to be the right situation. For sure. It's got to be the right situation. So let's go to, uh, let's go back to Georgetown. Yes. So that's where it all started. That's where it all Washington, began. Washington, D.C. The, the fucking awesome. Yeah. Tell people about Georgetown because I did a special there called politics yeah yeah of course yes and that was at the 930 club yeah fun spot awesome spot in georgetown uh-huh in that area is so fucking awesome yeah so tell people so that's where you went to college i went to college at georgetown I and mean, you had dreams and stuff well like that. you know i when i got to college i didn't know i didn't go to college knowing that i was going to do comedy that i was going to do anything i had honestly no idea just genuinely no no concept of it from new york into uh, georgetown yes uh, I go to Georgetown, um, and uh, I enter this thing called the Funniest Act on campus. Just randomly was like, "Oh, I'll try that." Like, what year was this? This is <clears throat> like '97. Um, I had taken a year off and then went to college, um, and and do this Funniest Act on campus. I blow it. Um, I just fucking screw the pooch. Had a whole act that I was going to try to do. It failed. But in the same competition, um, the guy who won was Mike Berbiglia, 
um, who's a super funny stand-up storyteller, writer, director, actor. Um, and later that year, he was like, I saw your set. And again, I totally bombed, but he was like, I... There's some, you're, fun, there's, you're funny. Like, I know that didn't go well, but I can tell you're funny. And I auditioned for a sketch show that he was doing with a bunch of our friend now my friends. Uh, and uh, I remember I got in the show, and we had our first, like, read-through of a bunch of different sketches. And I finished that read-through in, like, some dude's apartment and walked home and was like, this is what I've always wanted. Like, like it was the first, you know those, that moment where you're like, oh, this is what I naturally. So you, yeah, so you were in Georgetown and you didn't know that you wanted to get into the entertainment business. No, so I started doing improv, did the sketch show freshman year, then started doing improv sophomore year, and we would host everything on campus. Like, there were not many comedy people, so we would, like, acapella fest or mm. whatever the fuck, any group they needed a host like our group were like, we'll do it, you know, and so I left. By the time I, and, and all the shit that goes into, um, all that shit that goes into uh, getting to perform, like, just didn't feel like work. It was the first thing in my life that I was like, oh, you just got to print mm. flyers and mm. you got to go, you know, do, do all this nonsense, but it's all because you want to do this one thing. And it was doing comedy. And, and so it made me realize, like, oh, fuck, this is all and I want to do. And then what about the babes? The babes. In college, come on, dude. Like, you got pussy, no? I mean, I did okay. I mean, you're a good-looking Jewish kid, a, you know what I mean? What a funny and, personality. I know. I did okay. I look back being like, I could have done a lot better. I, did you I, have a girlfriend? Um, no, I mainly, I was mainly single in college. Had a few, like, had a few girls that I was, like, hanging out with mm. for a, a, a while. Because that area alone, that Georgetown area yeah. alone, there's, like... Hot chicks running around. Yes, it's a and they're and they're smart and they're hot. Yes, it was a quality. It was a there were yeah there were there were really I visited my brother before I went to college. I visited he was at Georgetown and like I had a weekend where I went for a twenty first birthday party and I just like saw the girls at this. I was like sixteen and they all have sweaters on their necks. Oh my god! But I, and but these there was also a bunch of international girls. Like Georgetown has a huge international school and so like you had like beautiful like european princesses and you just were like i was like i think i want to go to georgia what, what was what's that area over there where it's embassy row yeah how cool is embassy row it's so beautiful i used I, to go to 9 30 club was the place i go to all like all my shows like yeah. that was where we'd go to like see like Jurassic Five and all mm -hmm. that shit. Um, and Embassy Rose, I mean, Georgetown's beautiful. There's crazy, and DC's awesome. And there's like amazing museums, and mm. um, I'm just hanging out on the mall. Like, I wish I'd done more of that. Like, mm. you know, when you're around that age, you're not like realizing what you have at you, at, you just don't realize that you're like, oh, I've got access to all this insane stuff, you know? So um, I look back on college being like, I got, I started, the best thing about it was I started doing comedy and met people like so by my senior year i was the director of my improv group and um john mulaney auditioned for the group and uh joined our group and uh and he and i started working together and got close that my senior year um and then i moved to new york and then he started coming to new york and 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 that's another relationship that i've carried through you know he's such a funny comedian and writer and um so yeah, Georgetown was really helpful in meeting people that I, one, falling in love with comedy and graduating me like I think I want to try this. Like I mm. was like, so I started doing that and, you know, 
had a good time. And then, and then, what about um, Chappelle? You were with Dave for a little while. How did yeah, that I mean, was in, that the, just in the loosest. Yeah, it was like you know, at that point, like was I this met when Neil the Chappelle show was on. And yeah, you were, were you kind of like Louis C.K. a little bit, kind of working behind? <laughs> I wish. Well, no, but you know what I'm saying. Working yeah. behind the scenes before. No, you, that's give. That would be giving us too much credit. To be totally honest, like the truth is, is like I'm I just met talking Neil. About, I'm yeah, talking yeah. about just your angle because. Louis, everyone knows that he wrote for all these guys yes. for so long, and then finally he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go do my do own it. shit." So, were you working with these geniuses and? Yeah, I mean, all what happened was we. I had moved to New York, started doing stand up, and I met Neil Brennan, who obviously uh, performs at, at at the store as well, and a really funny stand up and and writer who was just starting work on Chappelle Show, and he would co-created it and was writing it, and we met and. Through that relationship, he was, you know, the general, and I knew people at Comedy Central, they were like, we're taking submissions. So we submitted a bunch of sketch ideas, me and my college, the guys who I went to college with, and we were in a, a improv group in New York called Little Man. So we as a group submitted a bunch of sketches, like one or two of which they bought and made on the show. So it was like... I. I wouldn't say that we were integral or I was integral in any way. We just, but we did write, we, we, we pitched them a sketch that they made that I, is a, a really, I'm super proud to be a, attached to, which was the sketch where about a white family whose last name is spelled N-I-G-G-A-R. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so we submitted that to them. They turned that into like a leave it to beaver thing. Um, and, um, that that's like I mean we submitted other stuff but that's the one that I'm sort of did, did, super you, proud did of you being ever, involved. You in. knew Chappelle was in the Eddie Murphy film, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't remember that. Yeah, that he's in um, Nutty Professor. Yeah, he's like playing the, the comedic. Yeah, guy. yeah, I just re- I hadn't seen that in years, and then mm. it was I we just rewatched it, mm. and that scene is amazing. Do you, Do you ever watch Netflix now? No, what is that? No, do you ever watch Netflix? Oh, now? yes. And do you watch comedy specials now? Listen, I want you to be so so truthful. With I me barely right now. watch people's specials. So you don't watch anyone's specials. I'll watch like uh, you know, it's I don't know how you feel, but like there's a part of me that's like, in my free time, I don't necessarily want to watch comedy. You know, um, sometimes I'll watch my friends' specials if I can. Like I just watched Tig's special uh, on HBO, which was great. Um, like. Uh, when Mulaney specials comes comes out, I'll watch that. I watch my friend Chelsea Peretti special, but like, generally speaking, like I don't, I just because there's so many specials now. Yeah, there's just, I mean, if you go on Netflix, every comic has a special. Yeah, and Would, back when I was growing up around the store, yeah, not every comic got one. It was special to have a fucking special for sure. It's like Netflix. Anytime to me, this is just what I see. Anytime anyone gets a little bit of heat heat on themselves, mm-hmm. Netflix just gives them a special, whether yeah. they're ready or not. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch specials? I try to. Yeah. Because I'm. I want to be object. I want to be optimistic and objectively, and go. Oh, cool. Who's this person? Right. You know, I'll hear about him, but then I'll watch it, and I'll be like, I'm not into it. Just, and then I have to watch like Eddie Murphy Raw. Right. Which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like. Yeah. There's no. Delirious for me is like someone just asked me for it was like was like who what you know whatever what are your influences and I was like oh I think it was like I used, I watched Delirious like every day I I got to go back and watch Raw now but it's like yeah. I mean it's a, it's it's another league yeah and there's a reason why Eddie Murphy was so you know was so um, huge so great at the time yeah so I think you know? um so I'll watch you know it's I think it's good it's if if and when I go and do a, another special like. I I'll likely go, you know, watch them 
just to be like, all right, what's everybody doing? What do I like? What don't I like? What are the elements that I would, would want to do myself or and not? Then, and then when you and your friends go out to see a film, yeah. you know, like you have to go see a movie once in a while. Yeah, just for sure. Have the popcorn, go through the process. For and sure. Sit there. What do you go see? Um, I, I'll see or a what? variety of things. Like, you know, obviously I like to support the comedies, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't love, I mean, like, if I, I, I mean, I like, and I like supporting like weird film. I'm trying to think of the movie I just saw. Did you saw. see Straight Out of Compton? Yes, yet? I just saw that. That was the last movie I saw. Great, great popcorn, great theater movie for sure. Mm. Um, did you see it? Yes. Do you remember LA in yes. those days? Yes. What was that like? Was it was it- just like it was. It was interesting because uh, the guy, um, the guy, um, I was, I was around during that time. Yeah. Because that's my age, my age group, and the guy Brian Turner. Who uh, the record owned, guy yeah, on Priority Records? I'm friends with him. I actually called him uh, like right after I saw the film, uh-huh. and um, and I said, "Dude, did Ice Cube really come in your office and smash up your office?" Uh-huh. And I can't tell you because you won't talk about your personal life. So let's just keep moving. <laughs> no, uh, no, he says that it's not true. A lot of that shit's not true. Right. A lot of it's it's just make believe for a. Film. How did he feel about the movie in general? He thought it was great. But yeah. It was just you know everything in that. There's probably I'd say I'd say I think he said it was like 60 per, 60 to 70 percent true, mm-hmm. and then the rest is like just make believe for the film. Sure, you know it's like which that's, is, which you know, makes you realize like as we get older and start to be having been like oh I know people who were part of that like you're like oh right like however like all those biopics work you're like that didn't really happen that way. But for the sake of telling this story of you a need movie, to, yeah. you want to like smooth out things or you want to like combine events or you want to heighten moments or whatever. This is like, cause you're just in the end, like you're not watching a documentary, you're watching a movie. Right. Yeah. And it's exactly like an act. Like for yeah. instance, Richard Pryor right. can talk about, you know, being burned up or something. Yeah. And he can't, if you talk about it, it's like not going to be funny, but if you exaggerate the truth, yeah. You find it, you yeah, make it funny, just like the film. What about documentaries? You watch documentaries? Uh, I do. I'm trying to think of a lot. Amy lo- Winehouse. Did you look at? No, that? I haven't watched that one. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Did you like it? So, oh, it's great. Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I gotta feel like I'm trying to emotionally prepare for it because I've I've heard it's pretty. It's kind of intense. Yeah, it's uh, a great or just sad. It's I'm, just a great film and it's a great story and it's super sad and. I mean, just I'm just well excited done, to though. see what happens. <laughs> she, she dies. So, oh, spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, right. uh, um, but I uh, no, I, I, I. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of stuff. I, I mean, like, yeah, I like, I like going to the movies. I'll, I'll watch docs. I also will like sit at home and like flip through nonsense. Oh, what documentary did I just see that on Netflix that I love, which is the the Doc Ellis story. It was the Pittsburgh Pirate pitcher who took acid in the 70s and p- okay. ended up pitching yeah, a perfect yeah. game. Yeah. Um, or a no hitter. I can't remember which it was. What about Supermensch? Uh, I watched like half of that. Mm. I got a little. I Mike Myers, the documentary yeah, about yeah. the guy who managed Alice Cooper and all yeah. those guys. I I watched a good amount of it. I enjoyed it, and it was like, um, it was cool. Did you see it? Yeah. Do you know him at all? Have you met? Yeah. Him? Yeah. Yeah. A uh, Shep Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Is I've, he met, cool? I've been out to his house before. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Maui. Yeah. He's fucking. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's cool as fuck. Total yeah. badass. Yeah, he's like a, he's like a juju, you yeah. know. He's a full-on juju. Yeah, but like a yeah. but also like a hot like one of those like entertainment jujus who's like yeah. super juju but also is like, "Oh, I fucked a thousand women." Yeah. So are you super juju? Uh, I grew up in a concert like, you know, I went to a Jewish day school through age Did you grade. get a bar mitzvah? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. So I 
I mean, I consider myself like culturally and ethnically Jewish. You can't fucking run away from this face. But, um, but I, as a, I don't practice like day to day. Like I don't go to synagogue for. Have you been to Israel? Yeah, I went to wow. Israel a bunch growing up. Did you go when you were 25? I went before so you then. you go for free? Yeah, I know. I went, I went <laughs> so birthright to get a free trip to Israel. Um, I, I went oh a God. bunch in high school, and, and in the, the last time I went was in, like, 99. So I'm actually kind of itching. Have you been? Never. Dude, I think I know. you'd have a fucking blast. I know. I want to Dude, go. Israel is... I, again, I haven't been in a long time, and it's don't say the word blast though, because that happens a lot out there. Dude, it's the bomb. Whoa! Um, <laughs> it's um, it's it's um, you would go bananas. The women there are so beautiful; it's crazy. Yeah, um, they put you in headlocks and shit, right? Oh my god, God willing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's the uh, uh, but I have not been in quite some time. Um, what about you? You you're Jewish? Yes. Do you, you're, I'm assuming, not a crazy practicing Jew? No, usually when Yom Kippur and Passover come, I, like, book myself in the most goy states in America that don't even know that there's right, Jewish, right. you know, because the whole town shuts down. Yeah. You know, and being Jewish, I can say, fuck, I go out and make some money. Yeah. You know, during this time where people aren't making money. But you you'll know. go to, like, Boise. Yeah, I'll go to Boise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Boise. Um, so what about... Um, What's next for you? Going back on the league, right? With, we're with the, we're is, shooting the league right now. Is this season seven? Jesus, I know seven. The first season was like six episodes, but yes, yeah, season seven. Um, and then um, we are. Um, I'm going on the Oddball Comedy Festival mm -hmm. tour, doing some dates. Um, so I'm this. Uh, uh, I'm going to be in the Midwest. I don't know when this 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 podcast coming out, but. Um, be in the Midwest, Kansas City, Chicago, Detroit this weekend, or outside the city. And then next weekend, like the 4th, 5th, and 6th, I'm going to be in something like that in um, playing Jones Beach, which is going to be rad in New Isn't York. Isn't that where the guy killed everyone? Or no, that's Jonestown. That's Jonestown. Right. Another but great documentary. Hopefully, yeah. I want to see Holy that one. Holy shit. Hopefully, I'm going to go play Jonestown as well. <laughs> Fucking killed it. I killed it, Jonestown. Um, and... Um, so, but yeah, it's, uh, we'll, uh, so I'm doing a bunch of those dates, um, in the following weekend too, and then shooting the league and, um, you know, a couple other things and, and work in the store. Yeah. But fucking around, fucking there. around the store. Um, and then also like just, you know, M John Mulaney and I are working on a thing with, uh, our, the guys from Kroll show, the too much tuna guys. Oh, hello. Um, and then I'm writing some, and we're producing, developing some shows and animated stuff. And sort of like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm always best or happiest when I'm kind of working on a few different things at yeah. once. I get a little, I get antsy or, I, you know. And lastly, Donald Trump. DT. I mean, it is, huh? DT, Donald I Trump. I mean, it's like. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I'd hate to say it, but he makes sense a lot of the times about making deals. Yeah. I mean, he says he wants to make deals with China. He wants to make deals with Japan, uh -huh. Iran. Uh -huh. I mean, he makes deals with people, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's a deal maker. I would love, this is my, this is what I'm advocating is Donald Trump. If he chooses Gene Simmons as his vice president, I'll get on board. I would legitimately be like, I'll vote for those two together. Because it would be the funniest four years. Amazing. It would be genuinely the most luxurious four years 
than America had <laughs> whatever. It's definitely a lot more entertaining having someone like that because it's just <laughs> the whole political thing is so stupid anyways. Yeah. You know, it's all about whose dick is bigger and I have this and I have that. It's all control and yeah. And the fact that this this guy's up there just having fun is hysterical. Yeah, I heard and I don't know if this is true, but that he said to be in the next debate they need to pay me ten million dollars. Hysterical. Because he, I guess his, the you know, he makes the ratings jump so high. It's hysterical. I would be, that would be, and he's, what I'll give him is just like the fucking cojones. You know what I mean? It's just like he just, he's got big balls. Gene also, Simmons has a yeah. huge shaft. And I think between them, America would be swinging a big old dick. Yeah, and they have their tongues out and stuff. He just also knows how to navigate through the, all the... Because they keep coming at him. He does. Well, if you can't imagine yourself to be wrong, it's hard to argue with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. just like, there's no point where he <laughs> he has any question of the, the how, whether he's contradicting himself or not. He's like, no, I'm on point. You know, yeah. like, you're like, all right, I don't know how I debate that dude who's never wrong. And he's always talking about how great he's doing. Yeah. It's, and the ratings and the Across the, the board. And he doesn't. He genuinely doesn't care if he's lying, and and that's why he would make an amazing president. Uh, no, but I, I I get a I do get a kick out of him. I mean, I think he's a fucking weird, you know, he's fun to watch. Orange monster, but yeah, but he's super fun to watch. Cool, and you're fun to watch too. Thank you so much, Nick Kroll, for sitting down with me at Barstella in Silver Lake. You guys check him out with your Twitter and all your at Nick Kroll. It's just basically at Nick Kroll at you know. Facebook, send Instagram, them, yeah, Twitter. Send them some bar mitzvah treats. Yeah, do it. Send me yeah. bar mitzvah treats. I need them. Later, dudes. Thanks. Peace. Well, that was it, you guys. I hope you enjoyed my sit down with Mr. Nick Kroll. Thank you so much, Nick Kroll. Give him a round of applause. Nick Kroll! Yeah! And I want to thank Bar Stella here in beautiful Silver Lake and Gareth and all the crew for uh, pouring me some Moscow mules and uh, letting me wear my snap-on beard and my human man bun. Uh, uh, definitely follow Nick Kroll on all his social media platforms. I guess you can just go to at Nick Kroll for his Twitter, his, his Insta and all that stuff. Um, I want to thank uh, everyone here. Uh, uh, also, if you want to find out where I'm going to be, uh, go to polyshore.com for tour dates. My Twitter is at polyshore. And once again, I want to thank Nick Kroll for sitting down with me. And, um, and I want to thank the bar Stella. And I guess we'll see you next time on the polyshore podcast show. We'll see you guys. Thank you so much. Bye, Nick Kroll. Bye. Bye.